Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Master Your Coaching Biz. And my guest today is Drew Donaldson from Grow House. And I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome, Drew. Oh, thanks for having me, Cheryl. I appreciate it. Yeah. You were telling me a little bit earlier about your company and how you kind of got to where you are. So I'd love the audience to be able to hear that. So tell us a little bit about you. So I started Grow House in January of 2020, which, uh, you know, if you, if you check with business experts, that is I, the ideal time to start a business right before a global pandemic. But it actually was good because it allowed me kind of space and time to develop an idea that had been bugging me for about the past decade. And this was, how do I take my experience as a corporate strategist and take those tactics, those, those marketing tactics, those skills, and apply them to the small business community, which is really where I'm from. My Both my parents are small business owners. My whole family's full of small business owners. So that's really where my heart was at. And 2020 gave me that opportunity. You know, I, I was able to kind of test things and, and develop different pitches and talk to different clients and sell a little bit of business, not a ton, but, you know, a respectable amount for everything that was going on. And at the end of that year, I had a consulting gig that was kind of ending and I was looking to really launch this. And at the time, I had run into two other marketers who had a very similar concept. And so we decided, hey, let's uh, save on some ad revenue and work together on this. So we ran the business for a year together. Within the first six months operation, we scaled to six figures. Uh, we selling $99 subscriptions, believe it or not. And it was wildly successful. We learned so much in that first year, just about where the value was that we could add and, and the different services we could offer and, and how to deliver those services. And in March of last year, my partners came to me and said, hey, you know, we want to shift some funds. We want to we invest in something else. Would you be interested in buying us out of this business? And I said, 100%. Yep, I love this. I'm, I'm, I'm invested 100, uh, you know, 110%. So April of last year, I bought them out of the business and I've been running it you know, solo with my team since then. And so it's it's been an unbelievable journey. I'm thrilled every day to wake up to get to do this. And uh, of course, pleased to be able to do fun stuff like this every now and again. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So tell me, you have kind of a philosophy around the concept of strategy sequencing. Tell us a little bit about that. So I think the biggest problem that small business owners face, and whether you're a coach, consultant, or you own a pizza shop, it's all the same. The problem is, is that you've kind of been sold a, a lie of how marketing works and how to deploy it. 
And it's not just one lie, though. It's like a million lies. And they're not even really lies. They're just people saying, well, this is what I specialize in. So this is what you should do. And if you've ever attended, you know, 10 marketing webinars in a week, uh, <laughs> you will have 10 completely different ideas of how you're supposed to grow your business. And because of this, because of all this confusion, people don't really understand the correct order of how to market your business effectively. And so that's something I focus with my clients uh, intensely. It starts with your story which this brand storytelling and story selling and all of that have been like big buzzwords. But the reality is, is that the story is the foundational element that tells people enough about you and why you're in this business to build that first level of trust that they need to book that free call with you or to download your ebook. It's showing that you're in it for the right reasons. You're not just some fly-by-night business who's looking to make a couple bucks. You are doing this because you're passionate about this space. You know, we all have bought something from companies that are like this. We've all purchased things from a an unsavory drop shipper and never had it arrive. And that's why having, you know, a strong story and having it displayed publicly is really important. Whether you do that through social media content or an about page on your website or an explainer video at the top of your YouTube, it doesn't matter. You just need to make sure that you have that story that is it's not only concise, but it's complete. Once you have that, now you develop offers. Some people are only going to have one. Some people are going to have several. Some people have tiered offers. It doesn't matter what type or how you structure it. The most important thing is that now you have a story that you can tie to an offer, right? So yeah. basic offer formula is, I, you know, attention, you know, target audience. Do you struggle with this? Well, I did too. Tell your story. Announce what the offer is, right? If you struggled like I did, then I know you can appreciate, you know, X, Y, and Z. That's why I'm doing X, Y, and Z for you for a low, low price of $19.95, whatever that offer is. Yeah. That's the next part that has to come. And now most people are like, well, what about content marketing? What about SEO? What about my blog? Don't I have to do all this? No, you don't have to do any of that. That comes far later down the line because the very next thing you want to do is once you have an offer formulated and you have a story to tell, the very next thing is paid media. And people are like, oh my gosh, that's so far jumping so far ahead. And it's like, no, it's not because here's the thing. There's no faster way to test your idea to see if your offer is good, to see if people are going to respond than putting you know money where your mouth is and putting some money behind it and, and pushing that out there. So we talk about sequencing. We're really talking about those first three steps because those are the three that people get wrong all the time. They will build up a huge library of content on social media or their blog only to find out that the way they're writing or the way they're positioning their content is wholly incorrect and their audience isn't into it. And it's like, it doesn't matter how great your SEO is if no one's searching for those keywords right? Or those long tail cubes. So when we're talking about sequencing, we really are focused on those first pieces. Now, after you have an offer that works, then you can go, now you know what the offer is. You can build content around that offer. Like now you know what you're doing. You know how to talk about the content. You know what the pain points are. Then you can go in and do more advanced stuff like SEO, which I always recommend is like late stage, right? Get everything else in your world built first, and then go and worry about SEO because at the end of the day, it's not going to be overnight. You can run a yeah. TikTok campaign and change your life overnight. You can. It happens every day. Someone run, you know, launches their first ad on TikTok and it blows up on them. So I think that's the biggest thing is like people get too afraid of making that big step early on, but that's exactly why you need to make it early on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, especially like new coaches coming out of certification, they won't even know where to begin for ads, right? So, and I and I talk about the same thing, like knowing um, 
your story, knowing your who you want to serve, your ideal client. Like those are the foundations. People two, three years in business will come back and they're like, I don't need a niche or, or why do I need a niche? Well, where are you right now? Two to three years down, right? Like these fundamental pieces that you're talking about that people do out of order. It's just really frustrating for new coaches. But I love that you have the story first, then the offer, and then the paid ads. The thing is, is bridging that gap, right? Between, okay, you have your story, you have an offer that can work well with your story, right? There's a, there's a, an actual sequence to that as well. Like, what do you help people in that is based on your story or your experience? But then how do we get them from there to the paid ads? That's a big jump, I think, so, for most. I think you're absolutely right. And it's like the number one thing people come to me with the frustration of like, I know there's money to be made on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, whatever, pick your pick your poison. But every time I put money in it, I get nothing back. And they know they're doing something wrong, but they have no idea what it is. Yeah. And they don't even know where to start because half the time I've had clients that have run ads for months without knowing it because they're running at $5 a day. So they're not really noticing the dings on their credit card or their checking account. And we'll go in and be like, yeah, well, I built an ad like, you know, six months ago, but I, I launched it for a little bit. I turned it off and we go in and it's racked up like 30,000 views and a bunch of clicks and all this stuff but it's not converting. So like, well, even if I didn't notice it wasn't running this whole time, it still didn't do anything for me. And it's, it could be any of those aspects. It could be the, the story is bad. It could be the offer is bad, but it could just be set up the ads wrong. So I think the biggest thing that I bring in, into my practice is actually walking people through that hands-on. So it's not just watching a YouTube video. It's like literally like, Let's open up TikTok. Let's go set up an ads account because you can watch as many videos as you want. But the problem with learning ad platforms via on-demand video is that they change constantly. Like TikTok just released an update like over Christmas that added some new features. If you watched a video recorded the day before the release, you would have out-of-date content right away. So you can sort by newest. It doesn't matter the end of the day, you're still going to have this issue of like not having someone physically help you. And so that's that's what we found works best is if you need help doing this, you need to find someone that is willing to sit with you and just walk you through like, listen, this is how you run ads on TikTok. Take notes, screen share, record, record the session, whatever you need to do to remind yourself of how to do this, but get that hands-on experience. Oh, awesome. Um, I love that. And then um, I think that was, I think that done kind of the done for you and done with you is really important in the early stages of business, right? Um, a lot of business coaches and business marketing agencies want to just kind of give you the information and let you go off and do it yourself. And so I'm a big proponent of doing it with you and then some done for you as well services that yeah. can just make such a huge difference in a coach's business. I always uh, recommend that you know, and this goes whether you're a coach or a consultant or otherwise, mm -hmm. you really need to learn how to market your business yourself first before you put that responsibility in the hands of others. Yep. And it's not just a money issue. It's that how on earth are you going to be able to tell if I'm doing a good job as the marketer, if you have no idea what a good job for your business looks like. So yep. like you should also like, what if I'm setting up ads wrong? You know, one of the one of the things we do pretty regularly is we hire third party agencies to help us run ads for our own business, not for clients businesses, but because we want to see new ideas. We want to see yeah. what what concepts do you bring to the table? What concepts do you? So 
as we're going through that, if I didn't know how to set up TikTok ads or Facebook ads or, you know, name your ads, I couldn't go in and double check their work and make sure that was the targeting set up the way I told them that it should be set up? Was Is the creative up to the quality I want? How are the ad group structure? Are they sticking with the ad group structure that makes most sense in how I generate my reports? If you yeah. don't have that experience, you are so behind the eight ball anytime you try to hand that stuff out. It doesn't mean you have to be a wizard of ads and just like learn everything about every little detail and button in TikTok. It just means that you need, to, before you hire anyone to do this stuff for you, you need to be able to do what they do at the most basic level. Go yeah. in and turn off an ad set. You yeah, know, you have to know and, the basics and, of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's really, I think, where I start with most clients is like, learn it first and then get the done for you. Because, yeah, you don't have time to do it. Absolutely. And I'm not, a, to you know, you know, transparency, I always say, I don't, I am not an expert in ads. Hire out my ad for my ads. But I also know what needs to be in there, right? At the basic level, I need to know what, what needs to be in there. I need to, I know what my target audience is. So I know the basics of the audiences that have to be created in those ads. But yeah, I'm at the point where I don't even try to do them myself anymore. The most I'll do, I might boost some posts, which doesn't do too much anymore, but I just like to be able to go in and boost something. But yeah, so I totally understand that. And what I love, another thing that I love about your story and, and everything is that you took your experience as a consultant in corporate and said, okay, how can I utilize this experience in small business? And I think that there's a lot of coaches that come into it from a corporate background and they don't know how to apply that experience. So how can coaches that have kind of really valuable experiences to share with people kind of separate themselves from the coaches, you know, that just pop up their tents and say, I'm a coach. <laughs> what can we do to help them, the ones that really have that experience and have the uh, story to share? How do we help them with that? So I think there's uh, there's a couple different kind of angles of separating yourself from the crowd and making people believe. Now, obviously, the the story and and how you present yourself is the first thing, right? People are going to judge you on appearances. They're going to judge you based on the content you put out there. And over time, you know, it's a war of attrition. The people that are not in this for the right reasons will fail. The people that are in it for the right reasons will succeed because it's just natural. If you are just in this for the money, coaching is not a good business to be in because people know that you're like if they can smell it on you because they look at how your program structured and they go, wow. So you want me to pay four figures for something that is essentially allowing you to sit on a beach and drink Mai Tais. Like you've just automated all of the humanity out of this course just because, you know, you have the secret method and you can put together a great landing page and sell me on your VSL. Like those people are very, very easy to spot for a consumer. And so all we really have to do as coaches that actually know what we're doing and care about our clients and want what's best for them is simply put out that story consistently. That's all we have to do. Whether you're doing that on TikTok or Facebook or you're doing webinars or live, consistency and authenticity are the two things that sell more than any other sales tactic you could put out there in the market right now. Right now, I have an ad running on TikTok some of you may have seen it, but because I'm, I'm targeting coaches and consultants for one of them, but I record in one take. There is no editing. There's no music. All it is, is me offering to help you grow your business. That's it. There's no strings attached. There's no flashy edits. 
There's no like, you know, dancing Spider-Man. And none of that. It's literally 60 seconds of me saying, this is what I do. This is who I help. If you are in this particular situation and you want what I can deliver, you should book time on my calendar. And as you, if you compare that to the flashy quick edits and all of the stuff that's popular or good content, it won't stand up and you'll go, oh, that's just lazy or you you should put more effort into it. Well, here's the thing. I doubled my business last quarter, just, just in the last quarter with that one ad, right? So you can't tell me that authenticity and consistency doesn't work because on the one hand, that ad is about as authentic as you could get. Like there is nothing special about it. But the part that backs up is that I say in the ad, you're going to get on a call. We're going to, you know, I'm going to give you some ideas about your business. There's no obligation to buy. I'm not going to push you. It's not a sales call. It's like not push at all. And then when they get on the call, that's exactly what I do. I don't try to sell them. I don't try to do anything. I spend 15 minutes getting to know them. I spend 15 minutes giving them actionable ideas that they could walk away with now. I don't care. Walk away. Take, do it yourself. If I empowered you, the only thing I tell people is if you go and take one of these ideas and you don't pay me today, that's perfectly fine. But if you make a million dollars, I would appreciate you inviting me to go golf. That's it. Very simple. I'm not, it's not Love it. Nothing fancy. Just, you know, if you're playing Pebble Beach, throw me an invite. That's all. So people can walk away from my sales calls with not giving me a dime. And I still consider a success because if that person really can't afford it, or if they don't think I'm going to be the right fit or I don't have the right approach, well, that, that's still good. That's still just the natural weeding, weeding out of the system. But because I am consistent with the authenticity I put out there in that first ad, people trust me. And long-term, the reason why I have the retention rate I have is because I deliver the results I promised in the video. So lead with the authenticity, and then you just have to be consistent in everything you do. Your messaging has to be consistent. Who you are, who you, you know, don't. The worst thing you can do is try to trend chase. Because if you start doing that, that's when you're, it's just gonna, your whole brand starts kind of crumbling, right? You don't have that frame that you can bring people back to and say, this is, this is why you're hiring me and spending four figures on me versus that coach over there who's been doing it two weeks and only wants, you know, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. So as we kind of head into, well, what people say is going to be uh, a recession <laughs> and we've seen pieces of that true, mm -hmm. but what is the best advice that you can share for coaches that are worried about kind of weathering the storm? And just an example, one of my coaches came to me last week and was like, you know, no matter what I'm doing, I cannot get any business. And, you know, this recession is killing me. <laughs> so mm -hmm. what do you, you know, what is your advice for those situations? So the first thing is that people still spend in recessions. So this idea that recessions truly cut down on spending on things we need is ludicrous. And coaching is definitely something that some people need, right? Now, does that mean that every coach is going to be treated the same way in a recession? No. Obviously, if the coaching you do is on the frivolity to necessity spectrum, if you're kind of like, you know, a stamp collecting coach or like a yodel coach or something that people are kind of doing because it's a hobby, then yeah, you're probably going to see some dip. But for the majority of coaches out there, people where you are playing a, a critical component in people's lives, all you have to worry about is how can you alleviate the burden for your client without picking your own pocket. So say you're just a, a kind of standard run-of-the-mill life coach, right? Just meeting with clients, providing emotional support, providing accountability, 
providing, you know, that place to vent and get some feedback, just very standard kind of run of the mill. The first thing I would start looking at is what is the most important thing that you can provide to your client today that you're not, that you didn't do tomorrow, right? What is the thing that is going to make the biggest impact in their life, right? It could be anything. It could be holding more group sessions. It could be touching base with them via text message when they're not expecting it. It could be reaching out to them in a meaningful way, like leaving them a a voicemail or or just giving them a call to check in or uh, suggesting a book or starting a book club for that matter. It could be anything. But the idea is, is that instead of worrying about how am I going to get people to pay this, think of ways that you can increase the value of your program without, you know, like I said, picking your own pocket, without increasing the amount of work exponentially, without increasing the the level of touch that you're providing exponentially. If you do that and people see you're making an effort, people will hang on with you. It's really only when they feel like, I got to cut something. This isn't delivering as much value in my life as the other things. That's when you're going to get cut. But if you, you know, ingratiate yourself to them, if you work really hard in building those relationships and maintaining those relationships and going the extra mile, you would be surprised what kind of economic weather people will withstand before they, they go and cancel because they feel like you're an important part of their life. So I would focus on that. I would focus on becoming that important coach not the frivolous coach, you know, no matter what you do, if, you know, go yodeling for stress relief, right? Say you're a yodel coach. (laughs) I'm picking this because I actually know a yodel coach. So you're a yodel coach. Normally you're just teaching people to go up into the mountains and yodel. Okay. That's fine. But what if we did yodeling for stress relief? Well, people are under a lot of stress. If this is something that helps people, now you've offered your services in a way that people aren't going to cancel as easy, right? Now it's not a frivolity. I'm doing this because of my one hour a week where I get to bellow my lungs out and relieve all this stress. So that's all it's about. It's just about taking what you already have, offering new things, showing that you're going the extra mile, building those those relationships that will withstand the headwinds. Yeah. So just adding a ton more value without it stressing you out and taking more time and energy from you. Text messages, emails, phone calls, voicemails, all these things can be automated, right? You can hire a VA for eight bucks an hour to go and pull together a book club reading list if you wanted to. You know, you could, there's so many things. I, I just had an interaction with another company where they sent me a little postcard in the mail just to thank me for helping them with something. It's just, it's a little, it's a kind gesture. Does it add a ton of work? No. You pull up the, all their mailing addresses you have from their credit card. You dump it into one of these, you know, direct mail services and you go and print out thank you cards for all of them and say, you know what, listen, times are really tough, but we really appreciate you hanging on. That can go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I love doing card. There's even automated, like online automated, like e-greeting cards that you can set up and have sent. And of course, there's like things like Amazon and there's ways to do it that are kind of easy and fast. I love that. Um, the other thing I would be remiss to mention is if you haven't started building a community uh, around your coaching model, now is the time to do it. There's an amazing book called Bowling Alone uh, that I'd recommend reading. It's a sad book. It's not a happy like, ooh, this is a fun read. Like it's it's 
flat out depressing, but it'll give you a really amazing insight into the world of community and what we've lost as a society going through this kind of digital revolution and how these kind of cohorts of people that all share a problem, that all share a pain, that are all trying to overcome something, um, those can be new communities. Those and And if you're not activating that, if you're not trying to bring people together, you're really doing a disservice to both you and your clients. Yeah. Awesome. Another thing you talk about the importance of the coach story and the offer in the sequence, but what do you do when a coach comes to you and they don't have a clear vision for their story or their offer? What strategies do you help them kind of? So I always think back to what my grandfather used to say to us all the time, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. I think a lot of people get too bogged down in chronological, factual tellings of their story. The reality is, is no one cares the order of events, Mm -hmm. the order that the events happen. They only, it's a binary. Did these events happen or not, right? So if you need to massage your story to make it more appealing, to make it more readable, to be easier to tell, that's totally fine to do that. You don't have to be a slave to your chronology. That doesn't make any sense because at the end of the day, like so much of what we know about people like George Washington and cherry tree never happened. Totally made up. It wasn't, I, I, from what I heard, it was actually from in like an advertisement that that got picked up the whole George Washington and cherry tree thing. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't change what we know about George Washington. Right. It doesn't change the fact that he was a founding father. It doesn't change the fact that he set the groundwork for our democracy. It doesn't change all of the other trappings of who he was. It just better exemplifies the type of person that we believed him to be, whether or not he was, you know, as honest as they say is up for me. (laughs) But it's part of the story because it helps illustrate that point. So what I'm not going to tell you is go make up everything. Don't if if you know you weren't an army veteran, don't say you're a veteran. Like that's a very bad thing. Like, don't do that at all. I'm not saying that. I'm saying everybody's history is messy. My history is messy. Your history, I'm sure, is messy at times. We don't need to tell every moment of our entire life in that story. People want to hear their own stories told back to them more romantically. So all you need to do is look into that story and say, what are the key elements that are going to resonate, right? What are the feelings that my audience feels when I'm reaching out to them that if I mention these things, if I mention being frustrated or alone or depressed or whatever that emotion was, whatever the struggle was I was going through, that's going to go, this guy knows what it's like. He's been there. She's been there. That's what you're trying to get. And as long as you really have been there, again, don't make up a struggle if you didn't have one. But as long as you can, you know, talk to them and be like, I know exactly where you're coming from. Again, you're being authentic. Even if the story isn't 100% perfectly chronologically accurate, it's okay. Because the story is still doing what the story was meant to do, which is convince somebody that you, you are a real person with a real skill who is really trying to help them. That's all we're trying to do. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Drew. This was a ton of 
value. And anybody listening, if you don't take some action based on our interview today, I would say that you're going to lose. <laughs> you're going to be out of luck. I think you should be acting on a lot of this as great information. Drew, tell us, how do you work with uh, coaches? What's the main way that you work with coaches? So we got uh, really two ways. Um, we have a group coaching program that is super affordable. It's $99 a month. You can cancel any time. And uh, we work with businesses of all sorts. So we have uh, several coaches and consultants in there. If you're just getting started out, if this is your first couple months in business, I'd highly recommend it. There is there is honestly no better bang for your buck uh, in, in terms of kind of getting the, the business acumen and coaching under your belt. Um, we meet four times a week uh, for 45 minutes a piece. So you have plenty of access. Plus you have access to our entire community platform. We invested in a community ourselves where you, you can message me and, and uh, get real-time feedback on any of your marketing or business questions. The other way I work with clients is one-on-one. -on -one. And if you're interested in doing that, I'd, I'd recommend going to growhouse.org and you can uh, book a free session on my calendar and uh, we can talk more about it. And I can kind of share you know, exactly what I was saying earlier kind of look at your business, ask a bunch of really hard questions, and then give you kind of my opinion on here's the here's the way forward that I think you could grow the most efficiently. So if either of those sound interesting, feel free to head over to the website, grab some time on my calendar. I'm uh, I'm happy to take take any kind of coach of any kind of background. It's a great business. It's, I, I, I love this business. I wouldn't leave it for anything in the world. Yeah, awesome. All right, I'm going to have the link to your Discovery Clarity Call in the show notes, guys. That's the free gift that Drew has given you is just take a look at your at what you're doing and uh, get to know you a little bit and give you some actionable items to help you grow. So we appreciate your giving that gift to our community. And um, I want to thank you again so much, Drew, for joining us today. And thank you guys for listening in. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Cheryl. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.